Student Loan Show, Episode 55. On today's show, we're going to be answering a question from a listener who needs to know whether he should remain in income-based repayment or flip into revised pay-as-you-earn. Stick around. It's coming up on the Student Loan Show. Welcome back once again to the Student Loan Show. My name is Jay Fleischman, and I am coming to you from deep in the heart of the Financial Rights Nerve Center for another episode. This is episode 55. Today, we're going to be answering a listener question. Leo's in income-based repayment and needs to know if flipping over to revised pay as you earn is a good idea. It's a question that I get all the time, and today Leo's going to get his answer. But before we do that, here's this. I want to tell you about my free six-day email course that teaches you everything you need to know about winning the war against your student loans. Here's how it works. You text the word student loans to the number 44222 or you go to studentloanshow.com forward slash course and you enter your name and email address. Then each day for six days, you get an email from me that explains a piece of the student loan puzzle. And by the end of the course, you're way ahead of the student loan game. The emails cover everything from understanding the differences between federal and private student loans, options for repaying your student loans, what happens when you fall behind and how to catch up, the right and wrong way to deal with debt collectors, how to settle your student loans, and a lot more. Like I said, it's absolutely free and I'd love to get it to you because it's got a ton of great information you're just not going to find anywhere else. So text the word student loans, one word, to the number 44222 or go to studentloanshow.com forward slash course and enter your name and email address. Leo writes, here's my conundrum. Currently, I owe just over $72,000 in federal student loans, plus about $26,000 in private student loans. Right now, all of my efforts are going into paying off my private student loans as I am enrolled in public service loan forgiveness at about the three-year mark, seven years left of qualifying repayment. I just recertified my income and my payment is almost doubling to $300 on income-based repayment. Since pay-as-you-earn is not an option due to loan disbursement date, if I switch to revise pay-as-you-earn, I can lower my payment to $200 as it requires 10% of income instead of the old 15%. The other great advantage to switching is the interest would be subsidized. Right now, I am accruing interest faster than I am making payments. My hesitation comes from the unforeseeable future and the stipulations that come with repay. The biggest issue is if I get married, I lose the option to file taxes separately and only pay based on my salary. Right now, I have no plans on getting hitched, but I am already in public service because of my loans, and I don't want PSLF to dictate my marital status also. Other drawbacks that I consider but worry much less about is the lack of cap to repay dollar amount and the fact that if you switch to another plan, all of that interest is put back in retroactively. 
While I would enjoy a lower payment, the real advantage would be faster payment of my private student loans and not have a higher balance due to unpaid interest standing on my credit report for the next seven years. I'm pretty sure my question answers itself until you put the marriage stipulation in there. Just wondering what your thoughts are on this. Do I keep IBR or switch to repay? Any insight you could provide is greatly appreciated. Thanks, Leo. First of all, you're working in public service and you're doing it just so that you can get public service loan forgiveness. So I'm guessing that that's not going to change over the course of the next seven years. You're three years in, you're going to keep at it for the full seven years, take the income hit in exchange for getting out of all of those federal student loans. You understand that the private student loans, you're not going to get forgiven under public service loan forgiveness. You're in IBR and you could be saving money by going into revised pay as you earn. First of all, I'm guessing that since you're already in public service loan forgiveness, you've already qualified those loans. They're all direct loans. So if they're not all direct loans, then you're not headed towards public service loan forgiveness because only direct loans qualify for public service loan forgiveness. So you're going to qualify for repay. Your biggest issue is, first of all, if you get married, you lose the option to file taxes separately and only pay based on your salary. Well, that's true, but you've got to also bear in mind that if you get married, your spouse's income and federal student loans are also going to be factored in and repay is going to apportion the total amount that would otherwise be due as between the two of you. It doesn't mean that your spouse has to sign up for repay. It's just in terms of qualification. So for example, if you make $30,000 a year, your spouse makes $30,000 a year, you've got $70,000 worth of federal student loans and your spouse has $70,000 worth of federal student loans, then only a proportionate share of that doubling is going to need to be paid on your student loans. So you're going to double the income, but you're also going to double the student loan debt because it looks at total household income and total household federal student loan debt. So there are cases where revised pays you earn may not actually require a higher payment on your federal student loans. In addition, let's say you're working you get married and your spouse isn't working. Revised pays you earn is going to be just fine for you because it's going to give you a family size of two with the same income. So your payment's going to drop because it's going to be using the poverty guideline for a family size of two, which is the baseline for payments. You don't know if your payments are going to go up if you get married and if you want to stay in repay. But let's say your payments would go up. If your payments would go up and you're in repay, you're just about to get married and you run the numbers, so long as you otherwise qualify to get back into IBR, income-based repayment, you can still flip into it. So long as you've still got the what's called temporary financial hardship, in other words, 15% of your discretionary adjusted gross income does not meet or exceed whatever the 10-year standard repayment amount would be on your remaining federal student loans, well, then you just flip into IBR and that's going to uh, that's going to allow you to 
file your taxes separately, and then they'll only look at your income. Your payment will go up from the 10% to the 15%, but it's a larger percentage of a smaller pool. Now, you do bring up the issue of all of the interest recapitalizing and being added back in when you flip from revised pays you earn to income-based repayment, and that is going to be a consideration. Under income-based repayment, if your monthly payment doesn't cover the full amount of the interest that accrues on your loans, then the government pays the difference between what you're paying and what's accruing on the subsidized loans for the first three years. But the unsubsidized loans, there's no interest benefit under IBR. And after that three-year period of time, if the monthly payment continues to be less than the amount of interest that accrues, any unpaid interest is capitalized. So it's added to your principal balance. And so that's how IBR is handled under revised pays you earn, there is a larger interest benefit. If the monthly payment doesn't cover the full amount of interest that accrues then during the first three years, the government's going to cover the full difference between what you pay and the interest that accrues on the subsidized loans and half of the difference of the unsubsidized loans. And that half is going to be for the entire term of revised pay as you earn after the three years of full subsidy on the subsidized student loans, then half of that is going to accrue as well. And that half is going to capitalize. So you're right. The amount of money that you're going to owe is going to be less overall, but there's a couple of things that you want to look at. First of all, you want to look at where your loans are from. If they're graduate school loans, none of those are subsidized. So you've got interest that's going to accrue essentially the entire way through on your IBR and half on your repay. So that's the first thing that you want to look at. And then second of all, uh, for the undergrads, you want to see what the difference is between the subsidized portions and the unsubsidized portions. You want to get a real handle on what the actual number is going to be. In any event, it doesn't really matter. I get the sense that maybe you're thinking about buying a home, getting a mortgage, or saving up some money, and you want to make sure that a mortgage lender isn't going to be looking at the full balance for your debt-to-income ratio. FHA is going to use 2% of your total student loan balance if you're in deferment or forbearance for your debt-to-income ratio. If you're in any of the repayment options, be it standard, graduated, extended, or any of the income-dependent repayment options, then FHA is only going to look at your actual monthly payment in calculating your debt-to-income ratio. Now, that's the rule that was put down effective September 2015. As I record this episode in May 2016, I'm aware that FHA is in the process of further revising that ruling uh, and those guidelines. So I don't know what it's going to be once the guidelines are completed. I can only tell you what they are now. And what they are now only looks to what your actual payment is. And that doesn't matter which payment option you're in, so long as you're in active repayment and you're actually making those payments on a timely basis. 
if you're going to remain in public service for the entire 10 years, the entire 120 payments, then it doesn't really matter how much the balance is anyway, because public service loan forgiveness is a tax-free debt forgiveness. So it doesn't matter how much you owe at the end. Once you're out of it, you don't get a 1099. There's no taxable income that you've got to worry about at the end of that 120 payments. So what I would tell you to do is if your loans qualify for revised pay as you earn, and if the numbers make sense now, then do it now. Go into revised pay as you earn, reduce your payments. If you've got to flip back into IBR at some point, then you'll flip back into IBR at some point. In addition, let's say you're eight years into revised pay as you earn, or well, you're you're three years now, so let's say you flip into revised pay as you earn, you spend five years there, you're at the eight-year mark, you get married, and you run the numbers and you realize that your payments are going to go through the roof and you, for some reason, can't flip into IBR. Let's say your income is too high at that moment. And so flipping into IBR isn't going to make any sense. Well, even if your payments go up for the last two years, it's still going to be a huge cost savings potentially for the amount of money that you've saved between now and then. So don't just look at the amount of money that you're spending on a gross basis. Look at the amount of money that you're spending overall and what it is that you're using that savings for. If your private student loans have a higher interest rate, and if that savings is going to let you knock them out that much more quickly, well, you've got to factor in the time value of money. You've got to factor in the amount of interest that you're saving, and you've got to be able to factor in how much more quickly you're going to be out of debt overall and for what payment amount. It could still make sense to stay in revised pays you earn, even if the amount of money that you have to pay at the end is higher than you might want to, even if it's higher than the 10-year standard amount. I, I don't know what the numbers are going to be. Neither do you. Nobody does. But don't let the future possibilities dictate the current realities. My call, save the money now, get yourself out of IBR into revised pays you earn, continue making those qualifying payments. If life is going to change, sit down and run the numbers when you know it's going to change. And thankfully, getting married is normally something that you know at least a little bit in advance, so you can plan appropriately. You can also plan appropriately for flipping from revised pay as you earn into income-based repayment because you'll know when your salary goes up, and usually that's going to be before you've got to recertify for revised pay as you earn or for IBR, so you can still get yourself in under the wire. So that's the call, Leo. Flip over from IBR to repay and worry about the future when the future gets here. Until then, enjoy the savings. Thanks for the question. So that's all for today's episode of The Student Loan Show. This has been episode 55. I want to thank Leo for submitting his question. And I would like to give a shout out to Scott Allen Turner of the Financial Rockstar Podcast. By the way, if you don't listen to the Financial Rockstar Podcast, you absolutely should. I will put a link to that show over in the show notes so that you can go ahead and subscribe. If you need help with your student loans, please reach out to me by going to studentloanshow.com. 
clicking on the link that says work with me. You can also ask a question just like Leo did for me to answer on an upcoming episode. You can find links to resources as well as notes for today's episode by going to studentloanshow.com forward slash SLS 055. You can also sign up for my free six part email course by texting the word student loans to the number 44222 or just go to studentloanshow.com forward slash course. Six free lessons to help you get your student loans under control and always 100% free. Come on back next week. We'll talk again. And until then, remember to always look both ways before crossing the street.